Hello, you're listening to Avalon of Podcast, Episode 5. Microsoft Patch Tuesday for April 2020, Microsification Script, Confusing Remote Code Execution in Adobe Type Manager, and updates for all the vulnerabilities. Making the reviews of Microsoft Patch Tuesday vulnerabilities should be an easy task. All vulnerability data is publicly available. Even better, dozens of reviews have already been written. Just read them, combine, and post, right? Not really. In fact, it's quite boring and annoying. It may be fun to write about vulnerabilities that were already used in some real attacks, but this is a very small part of all vulnerabilities. What about more than a hundred others? They are like some vulnerability in some component may be used in some attack. Or maybe not. If you describe each of them, no one will read or listen this. You must choose what to highlight. And when I am reading the reports from Tenable, Qualys and Zero Day Initiative, I see that they choose very different groups of vulnerabilities, pretty much randomly. That's why I created a script that takes patch to use the CVE data from Microsoft.com and visualizes it, giving me helicopter view on what can be interesting there. With nice grouping by vulnerability type and product, with custom icons for vulnerability types, coloring based on severity, and so on. April 2020 Microsoft Patch Tuesday was published on 14th of April and addressed 113 CVEs. Two CVEs less than in March, but still too many to discuss them separately. 18 CVEs are critical. Other reports say 19, but you can count it yourself. And three were exploited in the wild. These three are the most interesting. I've got them by exploited parameter in Microsoft CVE data. Microsoft has finally released a patch for the Adobe Type Manager vulnerability. The advisory appeared on Microsoft website at match 23, three weeks before this patch. The advisory stated that this vulnerability was used in targeted attacks in the wild. That's why it was discussed a lot. The idea is simple. If you open a special file or preview it in Explorer, remote code execution will occur. It's noted that previewing in Microsoft Outlook is safe. This vulnerability is great for phishing attacks. In addition, it is also possible to exploit it through web-distributed authoring and versioning, WebDev. It's an extension of the HTTP that allows clients to perform remote web content authoring operations. It is used, for example, in Microsoft SharePoint or OwnCloud. And Microsoft claimed that exploitation through WebDev is the most likely attack vector. I call this vulnerability confusing in the title for several reasons. It has Adobe in the name, but is not really related to Adobe. Adobe gave Microsoft the source code of ATM Lite for inclusion in Windows 2000 and XP. Microsoft maintained this source code after that. Microsoft initially stated that remote code execution exists in 40 versions of Windows, from Windows 7 to Windows 10, and from Windows Server 2008 to Windows Server 2019. And this is huge. But then... They added that exploitation was detected only for Windows 7, and they do not recommend that IT administrators running Windows 10 implement the workarounds described in advisory. For Windows Server 2016 and Windows Server 2019, the vulnerability is only important, not critical, and the most vulnerable systems won't get the updates by default. Quote, to receive the security update for this vulnerability for Windows 7, Windows Server 2000 
2008 and Windows Server 2008 R2, you must have ESU license. Yet another good reason to upgrade to a newer version. The CVE number for this vulnerability was only assigned three weeks after it became publicly known. Before that, everyone called it by advisory ID. So, CVE is not the ultimate identifier for vulnerabilities. And if you use only CVEs, some vulnerabilities will be out of scope. Another vulnerability in the Adobe Font Manager library is very similar to previous one, although it impacts a different font renderer. And the last exploited vulnerability is the elevation of privilege in Windows kernel. To exploit the vulnerability, a locally authenticated attacker should run a specially crafted application. Also, all versions of Windows from Windows 7 to Windows 10 and from Windows Server 2008 to Windows Server 2019 are vulnerable. What else can be interesting? I filtered the CVEs with exploitation more likely flag for current and older versions. As you can see, the most interesting vulnerability is scripting engine memory corruption, which in fact affects Internet Explorer. An attacker can make a specially crafted website that is designed to exploit the vulnerability through Internet Explorer or use the embedded ActiveX control in application or Microsoft Office document. As a result, an attacker can execute arbitrary code in the context of the current user. Other more likely to be exploited vulnerabilities are elevation of privilege in DirectX, Windows graphic component, and Windows kernel. Not much information is available for them. Quote, an attacker could exploit this vulnerability by running a specially crafted application to take control over the affected system. What about other 103 vulnerabilities that are less likely to be exploited according to Microsoft? I made groups for products with more than five vulnerabilities. So the most interesting groups are Jet Database Engine and Microsoft SharePoint. Both have remote code executions. All other vulnerabilities in different products are combined by vulnerability type. Interesting EOP in OneDrive for Windows, but, quote, most customers have been protected from this vulnerability because OneDrive has its own updater that periodically checks and updates the OneDrive binary. Zero Day Initiative recommends to note denial of service in Windows DNS service, quote, considering the damage that could be done by an unauthenticated attacker. At the same time, Microsoft website says to exploit the vulnerability, an authenticated attacker could send malicious DNS queries to a target, resulting in a denial of service. It seems like a mistake on Zero Day Initiative or Microsoft, but it's worth mentioning. So that's it for April patch. Tuesday. What about the interesting vulnerabilities from February and Mesh? Windows SMB version 3 client server remote code execution vulnerability. New exploit is now available for this vulnerability. It is even in Metasploit, but it's not the one you have probably waited for. It does not attack remote hosts. It's a local exploit for, quote, hopefully privileged payload execution. Single email seizure for Microsoft Exchange. The exploit for this vulnerability exists and Rapid7 made a nice report. They found 82% of the Exchange servers available in the Internet are vulnerable to this remote code execution. For LNK file processing and mysterious Windows remote code execution, nothing new. That's it. Thank you very much for your time. The full text with links is available on avilionov.com. You can also watch the video version of this episode on my YouTube channel.